0: Amen. Get ready to go. Have a, have a great respect for the Word of God, and it'll bless you today. Uh, I want to share with you about uh, two specific words. Uh, the first one being the word extreme. All right. I want to talk about extreme, and, and and extreme is defined this way in the dictionary: reaching a high or the highest degree. All right, and and let's think about that for a moment. Extreme? Should we be extreme? Sometimes it's thought of in a negative way. You know, an extremist uh, sometimes is used in the in a context with being very negative. But uh, should we be extreme? Well. I think in some areas, for sure, we ought to be extreme. We ought to be extremely loving, extremely kind. We ought to be extremely bold, right? When we talk about things like commitment, extremely committed. And and we ought to be extremely generous, right? Uh, uh, We ought to have... When we talk about things like having zeal for God, we can absolutely be extreme in that manner. Uh, what about hatred for sin? Well, we should be extreme there as well. Uh, in other words, there are some areas of our life where we leave no room for, for compromise. We leave no space there. We're just going for it all in, all out. You could say we're extremists in those areas and in those regards. Um, the negative there, of course, would be we don't want to take a truth and push it to an extreme level. ...to where it's no longer truth, it's now an error we're, we're talking about here. We've gotten away from the, the truth of that subject and we've gone extreme. So no, we don't want to use it in that, in that regard. The other word today is the word balance. Okay? Balance. Uh, that word is defined this way. An even distribution of weight enabling someone or something... To remain upright and steady. All right? I could say right now I am balanced because I'm not falling over. All right? I've got equal distribution of weight on my feet and I'm able to stay upright uh, uh, right now. So balance is a good thing. Another definition uh, goes like this. A condition in which different elements are equal or in the correct proportions. All right, now, now think about that. I want to give some attention to that um, approach today. Equal proportions of various um, elements. All right. Should we be balanced is a question. Is balance a good thing? Well, again, it depends what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, do I want to have equal proportions of faith and doubt? <laughs> Well, I just don't want to believe too much. Uh, should I have equal balance of love and hate? You know, I just want to stay in the middle of the road, don't want to get too extreme. <laughs> no. How about sin and holiness? No, I don't want to balance those type of things out. Um, I even think of the subject of fear. Uh, I've heard individuals say, well, we all need a little bit of fear in life. And usually uh, illustrations will go like this. Well, a child needs some fear so they'll be afraid to run out into the road, you know, and get hit by a car. Well, I'd rather have them have knowledge than fear. So I don't want to balance a little bit of fear (laughs) just for my safety. No, I'd rather have knowledge of what it, when, you know, large metal objects come traveling at high speeds, what they do when they come in contact with you. That would be sufficient. I don't need to be afraid of it. I just need to know, stay on the sidewalk, man. <laughs> All right? And so, no, I don't want balance in that regard. Uh, but um, should I be able to walk with the knowledge of multiple truths at the same time? In other words, I have proper proportions of equally true statements principles, um, directives from the Lord that actually merge together and complement one another. In that area, for sure, I want to be balanced. I don't want to be extreme where I am entirely avoiding one subject because I'm embracing something else to an extreme measure, right? And so... We want to be able to have things work together. My message today is called extreme balance. All right? Extreme balance. Uh, should we have a balanced diet? We often speak of that. How many know if you, if you neglect certain nutrients in your body over a period of time, that could have an adverse effect upon your health? We seek to have a balanced diet. We seek to balance... Um, our time. We have limited time. And so if you don't balance it correctly, it can take away from your life as opposed to add to it. When when we think of subjects like rest, exercise, work, and recreation, how many know we all need a proper balance of those four subjects? If all you do is work, bad. If all you do is recreate, bad. Right? If all you do is rest, you sleep all day, bad. If you don't ever get any rest, you don't get proper bad, right? We're we're created to where even when our physical life, our emotional life is the same way, where we need to have a right and proper balance to maintain health and a good life. And so any one of those areas, if we see we're out of balance, come on, get back in. And uh, and I I can see this when it comes to spiritual matters. Sometimes individuals will say things like, well, you can never pray too much. You can never pray too much. Well, you, you know, uh, what if you're married? Don't you have to do some other things? You know, what if, what, husbands and wives, what if every time your spouse came, came to you and it's time for, you know, marriage stuff? You had to pray. Well, how many know you're out of balance? You might think, I have a great relationship with God. Well, you're not handling your marriage properly. Yeah? <laughs> um, so, no, you should. So I do, we, we just need to pray more. We, we, yeah, but as a general rule, I would probably agree with that. People need to pray more. That would be a very good and healthy thing. Most people probably could add a little bit of prayer, but not all the time. What if you have a job? What if you have a job where they don't pay you to pray? <laughs> Well, then you would be praying too much, I guess. Even though it's a good thing, even though it's a a helpful thing in your life, you can do it too much, and then you're out of balance. And it actually can serve to hurt you in different areas of life. Same thing's true with time and ability. You know, we have limited time and ability, so we've got to prioritize so that we don't do some things in life to the neglect uh, of other areas and kind of hurt the whole. Uh, In reading the Scripture, uh, quite a few verses, um, but... You might recall over in the book of James, uh, there was a statement made over in James 2 where he said, you, and he's talking to his church, his letters written to his church, he said, you believe in God, you believe there's one God, you do well. So he said, you're doing well, you're doing fine, you're doing a good job with what you believe in God. He said, but the whole chapter there is 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 goes like this, faith without works is dead. In other words, faith needs a corresponding action. It needs to be acted upon in order to be alive. So you could be doing well. He said, you believe some good things. Great job. Nice way to go. However, you're missing something over here. Okay? It, 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 I kind of I think of it like this. I might be doing fine on one foot. See, I could stand up here on one foot for a little while. I could even get around to a degree. And if I do this long enough, you might be impressed. <laughs> I might be impressed. <laughs> uh, but how many know, though you might be doing fine on one foot, good job, way to go. One foot, you got it going on. You're, you are upright. Uh, however, you'd be doing much better if you'd use both feet. You'd just be able to walk a lot better. You'd be able to stand a lot longer. You'd be able to control yourself a lot better if you had these other areas in your life. Uh, Over in the book of Revelation, we see uh, there were letters in the first part of that book, letters to the various churches there, the seven churches. And, And you would see sometimes the Lord, the Lord was sending messages to those pastors there, and He would say, you guys are doing fine over here. I commend you in this. You're doing well with this. Nevertheless, I have this against you. And he would go on to explain what they're lacking in their lives, what they were lacking in their church, how they were doing it wrong in some areas. Okay? And so where are we in that? Let's acknowledge for the principle's sake the possibility that in any one of our lives we have two things going on. One's good and one's not. We've got some areas that we're doing fine in. But maybe we're unbalanced and maybe we need to shore up some other aspects of our lives and how we conduct ourselves, how we understand uh, the kingdom of God and one another and so forth. And if we'll get balanced, we'll just be doing that much better. Amen? Now, don't take everything away. Well, I just do everything wrong. That's probably unlikely. (laughs) It's probably unlikely that anyone's just doing everything wrong. But some will beat themselves up that way. Man, I'm just a rascal. I can never get anything right. Knock that off you're doing that wrong. <laughs> there you go, heaping condemnation on me. <laughs> but there's probably a lot going right. But we want to be, again, balanced in this, in this regard. Now, did you find Matthew 23? Uh, I want you to look at the 23rd verse here of Matthew 23. Jesus speaking here. Uh, he says, "'Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites.'" All right, what to you? (laughs) Woe. Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. For you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. So notice the... The improper balance of these Pharisees' lives, and scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, their lives, is they were giving a lot of attention to one area, but they were neglecting another area. And Jesus actually, in his strong word to them, we could say a word of rebuke, he actually was commending them on in one regard. He's saying, You guys are tithing down to the spices. I mean, you guys are detailed there. And he said, you're doing great, basically. He said, you should have done that. You're doing fine in that area. However, you've left some other things out. And can we also see here that according to Jesus, some matters weigh more than other matters. Some truth is more important than other. They don't contradict, otherwise it's not true. But some carries more weight. We, we, have, we have the Bible. Do you know in the Bible that some verses are more important than other verses? They are. Someone say, well, they're all God's Word. Well, actually, they're not all God's Word. They're all inspired recording. Sometimes the devil's talking. You ever read those verses? That's not God's Word. But we have a Bible, and some parts carry more weight than others. There's a reason why we will, why I I will, in teaching, uh, spend more time on certain subjects and certain verses than other verses. There's verses in the Bible that I've never taught, all right? I've never taken a time in our very limited time on a Sunday morning to do a series on, and honestly, whether you know this or not, you should be thankful, (laughs) Because some of them just really wouldn't have a direct and immediate and helpful impact upon your life. I don't mean that they're not all valuable. Some just carry more weight. I read the whole thing. I encourage you to read the whole thing. But, uh, you know, when someone first comes to the Lord and they have a relationship with God, you know, we say, hey, the Bible, it's the Word of God. Read this. This is very important. If someone's not taught... If they don't know that there's a different weighting of different scriptures, um, how many know they might just treat this like a novel or a book and say, well, where do you start a book? Write page one. And they read through. I'd never recommended anyone do that. The Bible's a different kind of book because it's, it's, it's a book of books. And they're not necessarily all of equal value. We usually tell people, hey, um, there's an Old Testament, there's a New Testament. Which one carries more weight with us? The new. Why is that? That's where we live. That's our day, that's our time. We're not under the law. We're not living in those other times. Do we read it, learn from it? Absolutely. But do we live there? No. So we spend the bulk of our time, most of our study, it's in the New Testament. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. And so you can see that, how, how that's the case. And, and that's how the Lord guides us. I, I know um, I constantly am seeking and praying as to what I should say and what I should do in a context like this. But I recognize partially because of the gifting that's in my life, I will recognize what the church needs from time to time. And know that I shouldn't be talking about these areas. I need to deal with a different subject. And the reason for that is, is because, because this happens. This happens. It happens in the body of Christ at large sometimes. It happens in local churches where there's a number of people. They need this right now. That's already fine over here. We don't need to rehearse that again. We need some of this. Okay? And that's why I seek, seek the Lord as, as far as what we should do. But there is a proper balance, and that means that we're going to emphasize some matters more than other. Matters. What might you be neglecting in your life? I just want you to consider the possibility uh, that something's being left out. How many know you could neglect family? You could be doing well in other areas of your life, doing great on the job and doing great on the golf course and doing uh, fine in different areas, but you could neglect your family, and and, and that would be be an out-of-balance life. Um, You could neglect time with God to where, hey, you're going to make sure and handle all areas of your life and you're faithful to the gym five, six, seven days a week and and you're doing other things but your family's being left out. Your family's being neglected. That's that's an out-of-balance life. What's going to happen? Eventually, you're going to fall over. You know, I use the hopping on one foot illustration but I I don't know how long I could do that. (laughs) Probably not the whole service. Eventually, I'm going to use the other foot or I'm going down. And if we're out of balance in areas, eventually, we're going down. Okay? Uh, You know, you could even talk about the physical body. How many know we need balance there? Uh, We need to have exercise. The body was meant to move. Some are constantly believing God for healing. That's fine. That's good. Believe God for healing. But sometimes if you'll move your body more, you'll find you have to believe God less for healing. Because it was designed to be active. It was designed to move. and and it's necessary. Paul talked to Timothy and said, do not neglect the gift of God that is in you. So it's possible to live life and neglect the gifting of God inside of us. What happens if we're doing that? Well, any kind of neglect means we're out of balance for our life. You have one gift, I have another, but I need to give proper attention, time, and weight to my gift for my life to be balanced. Amen over in the book of Nehemiah. They use this language in Nehemiah chapter, chapter 10 that they would not neglect the house of God. Many Christians, they love God, I guess. Uh, I mean, they claim to believe in the Lord, but they neglect the house of God. They neglect the things that He is doing in the local church. One of the ways we do this in different areas, it has to do with making a truth the truth. The Bible is full of godly truths, principles, directives, knowledge, wisdom, and so forth. But any time a person takes one and makes it the only, they are, in essence, shutting everything else out. And they begin to live an unbalanced life. Yeah? There are more things that we need to know. I I remember uh, not too long ago reading a discussion on social media... Uh, between uh, several different people about some Bible stuff, about some scriptures, and basically the way it went was one individual was proclaiming, saying that the only thing we need is love. All right, we can basically, if you have love, then everything else is fine. And of course, they ran into some people who had read the Bible before. That happens meaning this. There are other subjects. <laughs> if that was the only thing we need, we would have a one page Bible. And there wouldn't be anything else to learn, to know. And I, when I read that, I thought, how can he be making that argument? I really, I know what love is like huge. And God is love. And we could talk about that all day long and all month long and for, for the rest of the year and not exhaust it. It's huge. It's big. But my mind, because I, I didn't enter into the discussion, I just watched and you know, but I thought, what about faith? What about obedience? What about prayer? What about teaching? Do we need that? What about commitment? What about knowledge? What about endurance? What about grace? What about healing? Sometimes I need healing, and someone says, "I love you," but it still hurts. <laughs> huh? I'm just saying, there there are other things there. And with a very narrow mindset, a very narrow observation of the words of the Lord and of Scripture, we leave a whole bunch out. And I don't think sometimes we realize how unbalanced we are. And I'm not saying I, I know it all. I certainly don't. But I recognize there are a lot of things I need. And maybe spiritually I've been doing a lot more hopping than I realize. And sometimes I'm feeling weary. I'm feeling tired. I'm just feeling like I don't have what it takes Maybe that's the issue There's a missing element in your life You're doing fine in this area But you're missing, you're neglecting You're, you're lacking something else And that's why we want to uh, Endeavor to have the full counsel Of God's word We, wa- we want to endeavor to, to bring all of this To you in, in the ways that we can But you know in our limited time I, I, You know We try to get appetizer, meal and dessert in <laughs> But hopefully you eat in between Sundays Let's watch out for nice sounding words that just, oh yeah, that sounds wonderful, without really thinking things through, and they don't line up with God's Word. I know in recent years, there are there are segments, I, I know people personally, good people love God, but you know, they've done this with the subject of grace, and they all of a sudden grace is the only subject in the Bible. It's the only thing they ever talk about, that's yeah, all grace, 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 grace. Again. I, w- I could say we could talk about the rest of the that the rest of the year and not exhaust it it's a wonderful powerful we need revelation but your revelation don't make what you see all of a sudden comes alive to you this is it and now it overrides everything else and there is nothing but that subject no there are other things that need to be discussed if i could um, reduce down our relationship with god to two things i, I, w- I would say it this way let me I would describe our relationship with God two ways. And and you'll see how this kind of runs up against each other if you don't see it properly. The first one is this, that our relationship with God is about change. It is about our lives being changed for the better. Meaning He's El Perfecto and we need help. And we come to Him... Not because of what we can bring to the table, but because of what He brings to the table. We're coming to Him because He wants to take us from curse to blessing. It literally is a better life. Say, why did you get saved? Well, hate to admit it, but it was mostly about me. Would anyone else be honest? That you didn't get saved because you loved God so much. Because you wanted to submit your life to someone else's will. But rather, you didn't want to go to hell. It's like, yeah, that, that totally sold me. That thing right there, heaven and hell, sold. And how many know, I know God want, wanted me in, once you in, wants all of us in. He loves us. But I did it for my benefit. I did. I received, he's offered me, me eternal life, forgiveness of sins, salvation, healing, joy, victory, peace, all the blessings. Sign me up. I mean, do, do, when you see that, don't you know that's kind of a no-brainer? I totally want this. And it's, in, in this case, don't, don't stone me now, but it's all about me. Did you come to the Lord that way? And you say, his life is better than my life. I want to trade my life for his life. And if he's offering that, I'm totally signing up. Okay, And so part of this Christian life, part of our relationship with God is completely about Him making us better. Him giving us what we didn't have, what we wanted, what we needed. And it was, to some degree, I mean, it wasn't me giving up anything other than I'm submitting to Him, but I get all the perks. I get all the blessings. And He includes... Not only all his promises and, and abundance and, and healing and peace and joy and victory, but this is very true. Some teaching seems to come against that. Statements are used like, uh, don't let church just be a bless me club. And uh, you hear things like that, then you start to feel bad about being blessed. And, yeah, that's right, I don't want church just to be a bless me club. But the key word there is just, or just, if I say it correctly. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it's not just that, but is it a bless me club, bless me church? Well, yes. I get blessed here all the time. And I think part of coming together with the body of Christ and worshiping God and being taught the word and having a move of the spirit go through our, our, our services, it is for our blessing. Should we feel bad about that? We shouldn't. And so I, I recognize that statement and, and, and phrases like that. It, it's not just about you and it's not just about you being blessed. And, and I would say, yes, it's not just about that, but it is part about that. They will say, well, it's, it, we're, we're just here to give, to serve, to help. There, it's, this is not about personal gain. And I disagree. I disagree. Godliness, the Scripture says, is great gain. It is profitable. Yeah. And we do come to the Lord because we are better off with Him than we are without Him. Amen. With Him, without Him. Yeah. We, we, we are better off with the Lord. I think of Scriptures like John 10, 10 That says, uh, where Jesus said, I have come. That you might have life and have it more abundantly. Yeah, that you might have what? Life. What kind of life? Abundant life. It's a better life. It's life to the full. Life till it overflows. It's a better way to live. That's why I came to him. Should I feel bad about that? Should you feel bad about being blessed with God's abundant life in your life? No, you should feel thankful. You didn't earn it, didn't deserve it. But thank God you have it. And so that is a New Testament truth. I could, We could take hours and hours and hours and just talk about the blessed life and making Him making us better than we were. Here's the other side now. Are you ready? I said there's two ways I would describe this. The other side has to do with discipleship, His lordship over our lives, has to do with submission to His will, to His word, um, God has a plan for our lives in regards to what we do. This is the laying it down part of Christianity. Is that a truthful aspect of it? That we lay it all down. Say, Lord, it's all yours. I do whatever you want. I give up whatever you want me to do. I will sacrifice for others if you want me to. I I am here Because you saved me, you did this, and it's all about you. That is something that should exist. We sacrifice for others, we pray in secret, we're going to all the world, we'll we'll experience discomfort for the sake and benefit of someone else. That's also part of our balance. If all I have is that first element that I described, yes, I'm off a little bit. I also need this part. Scriptures like this. Uh, Luke 9, beginning in 59. It it says, Then he said to another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead. You go and preach the kingdom of God. (laughs) You know that verse was in there too, right? Verse 61, and another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. But Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. And so we may love to shout about those first verses, but it's also realized that Jesus did speak very strongly about what it means to be a follower what it means to be a disciple, what it means to submit your life to another, and this aspect of Christianity needs to be in place as well. Amen. Where we do say, it's not all about me. It's not well, what if I don't like this? Big whoop do. Amen. We sing, it's all about Jesus, but really probably what we mean is if I like the people, if I like the length of the service, the music, the temperature, the building, well, well, then it's all about Jesus. And so sometimes when we say that, we need to be real with who we really are and what we're really thinking because we have lived on the one side of the gospel, if you will, and that's the, I've come to Jesus so He makes my life better. And He does make your life better, but you stand on that leg long enough and you're going to get tired because there's another part that says, not my will but yours be done. There's another part that says, thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. There's another part that says, uh, whatever you want of me, I will do, and I will give up things, and I will give, and I will serve, and I will pray if I don't feel like it, yeah? And it's a combination of these two principles, but I don't want to think this way where if we're talking about the blessings of God, and the promises of God, and redemption, and his, this better covenant, and, and all the things He has given us, where we think, ah, it's too much just about us. Well, we're the ones that need help. We're the ones that need His blessing. So that's not out of balance. Unless it's the only thing we ever talk about. Then yes, it would be. But you see how it would be not wrong. In fact, it would be proper and right. What if we spent a month or two or three or four and all of it was on something that benefited us personally in our everyday lives? Would that be wrong? It wouldn't be wrong. It would just, if that's the only thing we ever talk about then yeah, I think it would be. It would be not wrong, but out of balance. Uh, kind of like if someone uh, maybe has a health problem, and they go to see a, a doctor, and they say, well, you are, they test their blood or something, you are vitamin something deficient, or you need more of this in your life. Well, what would you likely do? You would probably overload on that missing ingredient, that missing um, nutrient in your life for a period of time to get caught up. Because you realize, I've been hopping around for a long time, not realizing it physically, and I need to replace that. I know that the Lord will lead us in that regard sometimes. Meaning, why do you spend month after month on such and such? It's because it's, there are a lot of people that have a deficiency in that area. They see God wrong or they see something, they're doing handling life wrong in this area so we're going to pound it. And we're going to hit it week after week after week after week after week, hopefully rebuilding those muscles that have been atrophied for lack of use. And we rebuild so a person comes back into balance. Now we'll come over here and we'll talk about this. And, and some things, of course, deal with both, both sides. But this is, there, there's a balance in our spiritual lives that is absolutely necessary. Should we say, come to Jesus and he'll make your life better? Yes, we should say that. That's a true statement. Totally true. He will make your life better both now and forever. True. I'll never stop preaching. Never stop saying it. Should we also say, take up your cross and follow Him. We should also say this. And if we find ourselves ever being... uh, unbalanced or being in the ditch in one side I'm not talking within a a teaching series of one week or one month or one half of a year uh, but I'm talking in the big picture we find ourselves you know what it's all about me watch out or if we find ourselves I'm just it's all about obedience all about working for God and then you lose the joy and the peace and the blessings of God's favor upon your life you're out of balance and if we could stay with that stay right in the middle of the road and have extreme balance I think we'll all grow stronger And we'll grow healthy. And we'll we'll experience life to the full the way He intended for us to experience it. Amen. Amen.